Hello, and welcome to Enough Wicker, a podcast where we discuss the smallest, teeny tiniest details about the best show ever, The Golden Girls. (laughs) I'm Lauren. And I'm Sarah. (laughs) And today we're tackling the 13th episode in the series, A Little Romance. Um, (laughs) And it's Dr. Jonathan Newman's big debut. (laughs) His one episode arc. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And what an episode. Um, This... (laughs) As we mentioned before, uh, two episodes back, they already had uh, talked about the aqua midget and had made an awful lot of little people jokes. And it's interesting that they're like, let's stretch this further into an entire episode topic. Yeah, double down on that. That seemed like it will age <laughs> yeah. well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, fascinatingly, this episode won an Emmy for the writing, um, which I mean, I don't disagree with. It actually, it's written very well. It is like, it really does manage to be somewhat endearing, although a lot of the jokes are clearly at the expense of little people. And obviously calling them midgets is not exactly, um, <laughs> it's a bit uncouth, um, even then. But, um, but the, the actor, you know, like the actor and also the character of Dr. Jonathan Newman, like play it off so well. And similar to what we were talking about with the Jewish doctor, where he sort of just deflects Sophia's like, oh, how come all these doctors are Jewish? Um, and you're just like, yeah, 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 I'm used to it, right? Like they really hammer home this like, um, you know, minority person in society of being like, I am used to people treating me this way and I choose to be above it. And I also like, you know, you don't understand, but I, it's okay. I, I can handle me, you know? Um, it's pretty fascinating. And it also was pretty funny. Yeah. And I think also, um, so I think logistically there's, there's probably a reason for this. Um, but Sophia's not really in it, right? Like, so at the beginning of the episode, which I think they, she's not really in it um at the beginning of the episode she travels to canada and we we're hearing about big sally for the first time although she's not named um phil's she's wife not referred to as big sally who exactly. drinks who like drinks uh, a bunch of beer and has 10 kids and you know sophia's like very annoyed that she has to go um visit phil and his wife because uh, their child is graduating animal grooming school um can we talk about the 10 kids yeah so she she goes, they got 10, you know, too bad she, you know, my son married a welder. Too bad she didn't weld his zipper shut. They got 10 <laughs> kids they can't afford. And everybody laughs and it's like, oh, you're exaggerating. 10 kids, that's funny. And then like the next line, Dorothy's like, the six boys are giving up their bedroom for you. And you were like, wait, what? They really does have 10 kids? <laughs> I mean, my mom, just fascinating. you know, my mom has 12 siblings and all, uh, you know, at one point there were five girls in the same bedroom. So like, I do think that's there pretty. There you go. <laughs> it's very real but it's like the only time it's mentioned you're like where are all these nieces and nephews (laughs) i guess i mean one is an animal grooming school and flunked (laughs) out but i guess they don't travel very often so they get rose um i mean they get sophia out of the way rose drives her to the airport um sophia's leaking clam sauce out of her her suitcase (laughs) Um, but i think they have to get her out of the way because the reason that i think the um jokes about Jonathan being a little person are able to sort of exist um, and not be so cringy is because they're all kind of by accident. Like, so it's like, you know, Blanche and Dorothy kind of stumbling over the fact that like they're uncomfortable and they assume he's uncomfortable. Um, And I think the Sophia character, which, you know, doesn't, she doesn't do it to be mean, but I think like you couldn't have her there and have her not address it and just like be dropping, you know, like joke after joke after joke. So I think it was smart to have her not be in this one as much. 
Well, and then they, it's the same thing with the Jewish doctor, right? She's going to speak her mind. So she's going to say something immediately, right? But it, what's great is that they invert that joke later when she comes in and she goes, I hope this doesn't sound rude. And then like <laughs> everything is immediately tense. Like, oh, Sophia, you know, like Rose, like, oh my God. And they're biting their, their fingers to just be like wincing. And she's just like, I'm tired. I have to go to bed if you'll excuse me. In like the most polite way to a guest. It's, it's amazing. I think that they really work with, her character very well yeah yeah i agree and then and then of course like later they have to get a punch in when like you know rose is holding a pillow and she's like we don't mind if he sleeps over. <laughs> <laughs> like, like they couldn't help themselves right like you said like sophia has to say something direct very perfect um so mm-hmm. rose is like seeing this guy secretly right like that's like the the way that he um he comes over is that blanche just invites him like i assume she answered the phone and was talking to him and rose is really pissed yeah. off and like yeah <laughs> you know like the, Dorothy and Blanche are kind of like totally. walking around talking about like how they're setting up for dinner and like it's so silly like it's so funny Rose is mad but she'll get over it but like that's a really crazy thing to do to like answer the it phone it is pretty invasive like, yeah <laughs> casually dating and you're like why don't you come but over also, and meet the whole family <laughs> totally totally like you're not you're not ready for it the teasing her about meeting him is very relatable like definitely your friend your roommate is dating a new man you're like oh my god give me details tell me and she's not sharing them right so like i i get it i get the curiosity i get the like why wouldn't you tell us about them but yeah it is it is funny and it it goes back to uh you know this wonderful pre-cell phone situation where when you call a house like you talk to other people often like uh, you you can reach other people before you reach the intended caller which we don't have anymore right we're always just calling a cell phone and that's it and you're hardly calling landlines where you're like don't know who i'm gonna get (laughs) um but but yeah it's like they do definitely cross the line even though like you said it's played for laughs but you know rose handles it well um and obviously they just you know hang themselves particularly blanche with uh, all this rope yeah (laughs) so we have to talk about um i want to spend some time talking about when he arrives because that whole scene is just like it's so funny and this is this is a funny episode (laughs) i wouldn't think of it um off the top of my head as like one of the funniest ones but that scene when he enters and and dorothy greets him and then blanche comes in is maybe one of the funniest scenes i think in the series so he comes and Dorothy um, is, you know, kind of shocked and like trying to kind of like. After Blanche already slams the door in his face. <laughs> right. But then she thinks the Donaldson boys, right? Like they finally <laughs> refer to the next door neighbors that are the unseen neighbors throughout the whole uh, series. Right. So then he comes in and Dorothy's like, oh, you know, I, I wish I could say the same when he says that Rosa said so much about him. But well, I, I love that he introduces himself and she just goes, are you absolutely sure? <laughs> um yeah and it's it's another thing the show does really well which is like um a reveal like we get to see the characters like sort of realizing like oh my god this is not what i expected um and blanche comes in and this is like where i feel like i start laughing like as soon as she walks in she's like got this like giggle and she's like (laughs) it's perfect um and she i just figured out what's going on here (laughs) get out of here um but i love it so like she has this like this sort of like revelation and then in a sense she's like oh god i wish i was dead and she looks i know she looks to the side with her giggles and everyone is straight face and it is amazing yeah the god i wish i was dead (laughs) so good (laughs) 
no that is i mean that that obviously that whole scene this whole part like plays into why this episode won for writing right it really is it's embarrassing and like you said it can't be done with sophia in the room but they're just stumbling over themselves they're having short ribs she comes in and says shrimp i mean it's like it's all these like really low pot shot jokes but somehow elevated to this like it feels like a highbrow comedy just because of the timing and because of the physicality of it and everything about it it's it's incredible and she you know she like later they're talking about what a fascinating man he is and you know he is he's a great character he's got his shit together you know again like i said earlier like he obviously you know he has a, a different experience in life than these women and most people but he's very comfortable with himself and like you know he can freely admit that he, you know, sometimes does wish he was taller, what it's like to be the center on the Boston Celtics. Um, <laughs> it's an interesting aspiration. So um, but, uh, but you know, and he's doing well for himself because he went to Harvard and he takes vacations in Kenya where he runs into his college roommate. Yeah, he's it's kind like, of smug, really, honestly. It, I mean, it is really funny, you know. Um, and then Blanche, you know, says like, oh, he's just wearing the cutest little suit I've ever seen. <laughs> Dorothy goes, you just can't help yourself, can you, Blanche? Like, it's it's fascinating. And that whole package, the whole dinner scene is amazing. Yeah, and, and B. Arthur during Blanche's, like, tirade of giggles is just so, like, she's stone-faced, but she's also, like, secondhand embarrassment and, like, wanting to real Blanche oh, in, but yeah. knowing she can. It's so, the interactions between the, the all of them, um, the unspoken interactions between all of them are so good. And it's so, I think like, that's one of the things that makes the show so good. And that's one of the things that takes a little bit of time. You know, it takes a little bit of time to find the footing there, but once they get it, it is untouchable. Oh, absolutely. Um, and even though, even the, like the, actually what they say, like when Blanche goes like, I just made a fool out of myself, didn't I? And Darth just goes, yes. Yeah. And she's like holding her mouth and like, she just, you could just feel it. You just feel how awkward it is. Yeah. And, and I like also, so um, speaking of, you know, related to why Sophia can't be there and the reason that it works and it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel mean, right? Like the girls um, being yeah. uncomfortable with it doesn't feel malicious. Um, they address that. And Blanche is like, you know, I can't, I don't want him to be uncomfortable. It would be unsouthern. And if, if she's uncomfortable, <laughs> she knows he'll be able to feel it. So, um, and you know, and then he, um, Jonathan Newman and Blanche do have like a nice conversation where she does slip again. And um, he's like, you know, don't, don't worry about it. Like if you're just think of me as a person and it won't be a problem. So there is like a nice moral, you know, like they all come to the same <laughs> realization yes. of, of like humanizing him. But, um, but it's funny to watch them stumble through it, obviously. <laughs> exactly. Right. And they acknowledge it too. And even like that makes, uh, reminds me in the beginning too, when she's already totally flubbed everything god she wishes she was dead <laughs> and he's like she's really uptight i'm gonna have fun teasing her tonight you know like it's just like he's like we have to play with this like you can't not talk about the elephant in the room or uh oh good pun. yeah um <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and okay so this but is, yes uh another crazy unrealistic thing so Dor- uh, rose has been out with this guy like a couple times um and now she thinks he's gonna propose this is like another one of those oh like I know it was a different time and I know they're older, but like, I don't think he's going to propose, Rose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, chill out. <laughs> um, so she's like nervous about that. She's- yeah, there's an awful lot of just marriages by the seat of your pants. 
<laughs> so she's thinking he's going to be like very serious about her. Um, and so she's sort of wondering if she can go on with this relationship that seems like, you know, two very different people from very different um, backgrounds, which is sort of weird and kind of against the whole message. But um, I wanted to talk about <laughs> I wanted to talk about Blanche's story of a young man named Benjamin. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> so i mean they're trying to yeah they're really just trying to pull for that big big cultural metaphor for america um but anyway go ahead no so i was just gonna say like blanche goes off on this like tirade um you know and it's it's very like atlanta you know like she's gonna break barriers and she's gonna go to her senior prom with the boy she loves and she doesn't care what anyone says and obviously you know um you're expecting that there's like a big cultural divide and so Dorothy kind of addresses that head on and is like oh you know like that must have been really tough did people feel differently just because Benjamin was black and Blanche just like can't believe that that's what the takeaway was right like she's like Benjamin wasn't black (laughs) he was from New Jersey but what's fascinating yeah first of all it's yet another New Jersey knock (laughs) he was a Yankee it's all over yeah there's all over this series is like yankee knocks but specifically new jersey ones i love it um as you know and as a reminder lauren and i are both from new jersey so it really is extra prideful um but the best part is when dorothy says that because benjamin was black the audience starts laughing they already know that that's not what it is and it's so great and i don't know if it's because they heard prior takes of this scene or anything but it cracks me up because it's just like you're already sort of like no there's a better punchline than that and of course it's that he's from new jersey And it's like, Dorothy's like, I can't believe they made a movie about that deadbeat Gandhi <laughs> when there's a story like this that hasn't been told. It's so good. And again, like, you know, Dorothy's mocking her and then, you know, Blanche kind of slaps her a little like she knows. It's again, that, that knowledge that Blanche is pretty ridiculous and she's aware of herself being pretty ridiculous and telling this story in a way that like Rose never is, right? <laughs> like she's never self-aware when she's telling these stories and how insane it is but like Blanche has that perfect little play between like she's a caricature but she sort of knows it, you know, and it's it's amazing. Yeah, the Gandhi line is so funny because it's another one of those um, those instances where you think the punchline is just like the deadbeat Gandhi but then it keeps going right. and, and, and she never breaks. Like she's like, you know, there's a, a story story like this that that hasn't been told and it's like she's really you know thinking this and it, it's just so it b arthur is a gd genius it's incredible <laughs> GD genius. <laughs> um can we talk about the dream oh my god <laughs> so weird <laughs> yeah we have to though um first of all i love their dream personas right like the it's so fascinating where you're just like, okay, this is a ridiculous dream because we already have a ridiculous premise. Like, so it's going to get weirder. And it's, it's a rose dream. So it's the weirdest possible dream of all these things. But just like, I'm fascinated by if there were directing notes or like how the writers conceived of it or like, but you know, Blanche and uh, Dorothy mostly, Sophia to somewhat of ex- an extent, but not really. She sort of plays herself. Have these like flamboyant 
caricatures of themselves and like they act flamboyantly and do weird hand gestures and have lilting in their voice and it's just hilarious because it just plays off of that like this is fantasy this isn't quite reality so you're not acting like yourself but you sort of have to be what rose imagines you to be and i i just love it it's so bizarre yeah blanche has the same inflection as like the good witch in the wizard of oz i feel like it's like you will see like it it, it, it i feel like she must have like studied that and it's like very <laughs> she's glad yeah that's amazing <laughs> You're right, though. It is. It's just like no one talks like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, very bizarre. Rose's dad is like, un- like she's picturing her dad as a little person, and it's like. I mean, speaking of the Wizard of yeah. Oz, it was probably a guy that was on I the know. Wizard of Oz. <laughs> and you know what? A dated reference is Gene Dixon, the psychic, is oh in the stream. Um, and so, like, it's it's one of those things that, like, we have um, – I don't know that it's exactly come up before, but it will definitely come up again where somebody enters and you can – you you know they're famous because of the way that the re- audience reacts, they but act. they're yeah. not anymore. So I Googled Gene Dixon and I was like, oh, a psychic to the stars, of course. <laughs> oh, yeah. But also, like, what a guest pitch, right? Guest star pitch. Where, like, Gene's like, oh, I'd love to be on The Golden Girls. And you're like, cool. Well, you're going to be in this, like <laughs> – <laughs> one and a half minute sequence where you're speaking rapid fire because it's in a dream and there's like little people and a lot of it's weird. <laughs> it's just like, she's like, cool, I'm down. Yeah. That works for me. And Sophia um, dresses And we're them. kind of mocking you. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Sophia dresses the priest. I also love that. Like that's, it's just like how many, we- I feel like they just like threw everyone's name in a hat and like different like things were like, okay, you're going to be the priest and you're going to be the good witch. Like, it's just so, it's so crazy. Seriously. It's amazing. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it, you know, it strangely works and it's, it's definitely like a, a very rose conclusion. Like we can lick any problem big or small. <laughs> you know, also just like licking a problem is like the most hopelessly dated <laughs> language, even for this era. It cracks me up. Um, but also the, uh, it's funny when Rose wakes up from the dream, like she's moaning, like it's a sex dream. Like, it's so funny. Like we, we talked, um, well, actually, no, we, we, we haven't talked about it yet. Like we will talk about um, Rose, you know, in a bed of roses in a few <laughs> episodes um, where it's like talking about like dream, dream sounds or sex sounds kind of thing. But it just cracks me up. They come in, they're like, oh, what's wrong? And she's actually kind of moaning and like sort of pleasure. <laughs> it's really but clearly something's right she like fell asleep with her high heels on her yeah. bed um also there's like there's a cat pillow in the room as well as a ceramic cat sculpture in the room i noted and it's just like i guess it plays off this uh you know as we when we meet rose for the first time in the flashback um you know she has a cat mr peepers mm. but also like it's just a weird like I guess she's the animal person, yes, but just like the cat lady doesn't quite fit with like who she is. She'd have like barnyard animals in the uh in the decoration. I could see uh, that zone. being like an in development character trait. Because I think you could make the case yeah. that Rose is like really into it, like into cats in particular, but um I yeah. think it just evolves and becomes sort of like a higher a, a wider scope of animals. Yeah, interest. exactly. <laughs> as well as, you know, Dreyfus the dog being her uh, favorite animal friend. Yeah, and the dog who <laughs> saved everyone in the fire, including the cat who we never really liked. <laughs> oh god um and then you know so so rose you know they meets up with jonathan she thinks it's gonna be marriage that whole thing when he 
says that he can't marry her because she's not Jewish. He can't continue to date her because she's not Jewish. (laughs) Oh, right. I'm sorry. Yes, exactly. Marriage is off the table. You are correct. (laughs) It's not anything to do with anything. She's just like, can't date her. Her face drop at that moment is wonderful. Like, it's just so funny. Um, Where she is in disbelief. Like, she plays it so well, including the fact that, like, she should somewhat be offended (laughs) from a religious (laughs) standpoint. It is, it's awesome. And also, like, the waiter in that whole scene where like her the closing zinger of the entire episode is like a sex joke about having a little person having the shrimp (laughs) how was the shrimp (laughs) and it's like the way that the the waiter reacts of just like oh my god it's a perfect natural reaction it's just like what the fuck they better leave me a good tip none of this is worth this (laughs) it's just it's amazing yeah it is, it's a funny scene and also like when rose is like they're all staring at you and he's like i have a very snappy dresser and it, it comes back to that whole like he's very comfortable with it um and also like you know yeah, if you're yeah. really gonna be invested in dating someone nothing like that matters um but of course it's not gonna work out if you're not both jewish so <laughs> exactly exactly but it's interesting like that she it actually the topic of him like he's comfortable with himself but the topic that is obviously on the rose side of her not being comfortable with him and having to work through it is very realistic for a relationship like that it doesn't matter if you also do accept like you have to accept that people will stare at your partner forever in your entire life you know as you move through it and you have to like be fine your roommate is going to make a bunch of little people jokes <laughs> and it's just it's going to be a part of your reality but it's funny they don't have time to really cover it in this episode because of, of course the punchline is that you know he's jewish and very religious um but like also it is an issue like <laughs> he should know that like rose is somewhat uncomfortable with who he is and that they would have to work together through that like it's not it's not like it's not a non-issue it's like written away because the religion has to come between them which is kind of an easy out but um but yeah it's just kind of funny because like in in a real life scenario he would be like and also you're not quite comfortable yeah. there yet so let's talk <laughs> about that um, yeah and you know like i i think obviously like Every time I think that um, something wouldn't fly now on a sitcom, I am sort of like shocked back to reality whenever I see a sitcom that's on network TV and the uh, alarming number of things that in fact do fly. So um, I was like, this wouldn't work. Like, I don't know. Have you ever seen an episode of like Two and a Half Men or something? Like, it's terrible. Oh, God. Um, yeah. I know. I, it is a cliche to say like, oh, it never fly today. And you're like, no, I think we're getting worse. Yeah. Oh, well, we <laughs> are going to get worse for sure. Um, but I guess like oh, yeah. my point is, you know, obviously there's more awareness of, um, problematic nature of this episode for sure or or maybe it's just a more um talked about uh you know issue but i think that they attempt to handle it really well and i think you know the overall message is of course like you think the overall message i guess is like when you really love somebody what's on the inside is important and you can get over things and blah blah blah. but the actual real message is like yeah you have to accept someone for who they are and also like you don't need to be sympathetic to everybody who's different than you right like because I feel like that's sort of the the other piece is like they're all like oh you know I can't believe Rose likes this guy and you think that's going to be the the big thing to get over um but actually this guy who you're supposed to think is just like should be so lucky that someone likes him has his own set of rules and standards that like he's not going to bend for rose um so i think exactly. you know it it, exactly. it works out 
Yeah, for sure. And also uh, on the topic of like, you know, what the viewers are supposed to take away, like they clearly handle a lot of the issues related to, you know, someone being different in the way of a little person. And in fact, Rose does say little person, like they say midget all over the episode and obviously in the episodes prior, but Rose says little person in this episode, which is actually like the accepted language. Um, And also was like, that was trying to make a point of just like, you don't, they're, they're just people. And he, in fact, has his shit together more than a lot of the guys they date in subsequent episodes, like <laughs> in the way that he talks about his life. And like you said, he's got standards like he can be the rejector as not and not just the rejectee. Like there's not some desperation on his part because he is short, you know? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> how big a, how big a man is shouldn't make a break a relationship <laughs> not a word blanche of course they're having short ribs <laughs> i know it's like can you just say ribs get the fuck over yourself <laughs> <laughs> oh well, well what do you think I, that's that all wrap I, it am, up? I think yeah all righty well next time we're just going to discuss uh gym teachers who may or may not be codependent on a failed marriage <laughs> <laughs> take care everybody